Audio. All right, all right. Are we recording? Yes. Check. All right. So recording in one, two, three. Action. What is good, everybody? Yo. So this is the very first episode of hopefully many. Yes. Of our podcast. Um, at the moment, we don't really have a name for it. No. Uh, so we're going to have to ride with the nameless podcast at the moment. We are debating between two names, which we will be putting up on our Instagram uh, sometime over the weekend so you guys can vote. It's funny. Like, I feel like you can come up with a name right there, like nameless podcast. Nameless podcast. <laughs> I'll see if it's not taken. <laughs> so um, first and foremost, uh, let's apologize for any outside noise you guys may hear. Um, as this is our first episode, uh, we're still trying to work out the kinks as we go. Um, we got a couple cameras set up. We got a little lighting set up for you guys on YouTube. And, um, of course they're doing some construction outside when we want to record. And ever so often there's a very, very angry train. Very angry train. It just yells at the top of his lungs whenever it wants to pass by. So, um. Let's talk about that snow yesterday. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold we'll on. get there. <laughs> so, um, so if you have any cut, if you if you notice any cuts in the video or in the audio, that's exactly why because we want to get around the outside now. So, mind you, I'm just noticing this. This table is quite a little flimsy. It's a little wobbly too. Quite so, flimsy. um, so let's uh, start off with introductions or yeah. reintroductions for anybody that may already know us. That's where you put that sound by. <laughs> Allow me to reintroduce myself. <laughs> All right, all right. So, you want to set it off? Sure. Um, what's up, guys? My name is Parlay of Benetton Music, also known as just Rich or Richard if I'm in trouble. Um, basically, I'm one half of Benetton. Um, do a lot of the video production and stuff like that. Uh, both Jay and I are into editing and all those good parts. Um, artist all around. Born in France, always take pride in that, and uh, yeah, raised in Jersey, so I'll hand it off to you. Cool, cool. And my name is Jay Suarez. For those that don't know, I'm the other half of Benetton. Um, I do a lot of the uh, background work, a lot of the social media, a lot of the Twitters, the Instagrams, and stuff like that. So nine times out of ten, if you're talking to somebody on one of those, that's probably me. <laughs> um I was born in New York, uh, raised over there and in Jersey. So um, I also do a lot of the uh, music as well. Uh, a lot of photography I'm learning as well, videography, editing and stuff like that. So, um, you know, the point of this podcast is to, you know, just just help you guys navigate through whatever industry that you're in. Uh, or whatever career you're going for. Um, so maybe you can learn from some of the mistakes that we've done uh, or maybe capitalize on some of the things that we were just about to be there, but not quite. And maybe you could put your own little spin to it. So, um, you know, we're just here. Hopefully we can inspire, inspire you guys to, you know, continue chasing your dreams. Uh, we get a couple messages from a couple of our friends and stuff like that saying that we inspire them and stuff like that. So we figured why not put this down on audio and video. So, yeah, because um, a lot of the, a lot of the nitty gritty behind the scenes, the failures kind of got us to where we needed to be. And, um, even though, you know, we're still not at the plateau of where we've seen ourselves, it's one of those situations where we can help you out with what gear you guys might need, um, how to go about certain situations, whether it's meetings, uh, interacting with other artists, managers. Um, again, there's been so many interesting situations we've been through, so many failures, so many successes along the way that you know, Jay and I were like, let's be 100% transparent with it. Um, this goes into like family relations, relationships, everything that you guys um, might not know that we go through that you'll be like, oh my God, this is relatable. And um, I think that's super, super important nowadays because there are so many smoke and mirrors and, you know, everybody acts like everything is pristine, you know, like. We wake up with zits on our faces. We wake up with like negatives in our accounts sometimes. And this is just like the honest truth. And like, 
you know the more we help each other it's like there's there's enough food for all of us to eat so i think this is where you know uh it's gonna be a good uh opener right opener. yeah yeah that sounds great i couldn't have said it better myself all but, right. um, you know and i guess to piggyback off of that um you know somebody pointed out to me the other day that a lot of people on social media post only their successes true and not a lot of people post their failures. Mm-hmm. So the best way you can learn is from the failures, right? Hundred percent. Okay. So, um, you know, I guess we can uh, move on forward. Um, you know, we we also want to talk touch upon any little topics that happen throughout the week, any current event stuff that we feel is relatable to whatever it is that we're talking about at the moment. So, um, you know, if you guys have any topics that you want us to discuss, shoot them our way. Either text if you have our numbers uh on the instagram our personal pages on the benetton music page um so you know i guess we can move on yeah um i guess we can start off with a couple questions that i got from some people Uh on instagram so um rich doesn't know any of these questions so i'm just gonna ask him and he's gonna answer them to the best of his abilities so um question number one yes which rappers inspired you the most which rappers um or i guess artists since we do we do more than just yeah just music i guess who inspired you in general okay that's whatever it is that you do um when i first came into the music world it was like middle school uh i remember like middle school or late elementary and um it was weird it's like i would hear songs like on the radio i think uh jay-z's can I get a what, what? I'll keep it, you know, I'll keep it discreet for this. But Jay-Z, uh, Can I Get a What, What was on the radio. And that was featuring, like, Ja Rule. And I was hearing, like, all different stuff, like Buster Rhymes. Um, I think I was just introduced to The Box as well. Um, the Box. The Box, yeah. <laughs> like my mom was like, I told her, I was like, one day I went home, I was like, yo, I was watching The Box. She's like, what is that, some porn channel? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's music videos. It's like, you know, it's at my best friend's house. It's all good. I guess for the younger listeners, yeah, explain yeah. what The Box is really All right, quick. so The Box um, in the 90s, it was right there with MTV. Um, it was the alternative where it continuously played music videos. And it was like, you could call up, which is crazy. You could call up and request your favorite music video. So you would pay. It was connected to your cable, which, you know, you just pay and you can request your favorite music videos. So I remember that I was getting into music and even the Spice Girls were huge yeah. during this time. They, I think they even came out with a movie and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I was open to all genres of music from the get. Um but I think somebody that really heavily influenced my music is I can always remember this moment is that I was sitting at my grandparents' house. They had cable. I put on the box and I saw Pharrell Williams uh, lap dance v- a video with Vita mm-hmm. and Lee Harvey. Mm-hmm. And Lee Harvey was just like, first of all, Pharrell, Like, they had, like, bikes and stuff like that. I remember, like, riding bikes was a big part of my childhood. So, like, in that music video, they were riding bikes. They had, like, similar clothes that were accessible to all of our friends at that time. And it just felt so relatable. And I can remember, like, I was like, wow, if I created a sound in my head as just a person, I feel like it would be similar to this sound. It was a little bit of rock from like what I picked up from my suburban friends and the urban part, Mm -hmm. you know, like it was just that collective that really inspired me and made me feel cool. And I think as a young adult, like anything that made us feel cool was super inspirational. And so like lap dance and Pharrell's video and Lee Harvey being uh, a white guy, like I don't even think I thought like that, but it was just something that, Again, it was so relatable across the board where there was like a female act in it. There was a group in it. And there was also like a white rapper that he didn't come off. Like he just was a cool entity. He had like a jean jacket. He was just rapping. And the bars were like, you know, when you think of Harvey, think of a Harley, blue mm-hmm. denim, spike wrists and crime beat. Like I remember those lines. And it was just like so dope to me that, um, I don't know, it was, it was just something that stuck in my head. And I remember 
Buster Rhymes was super animated and the beats that he got from people like Timberland and Swiss Beats at the time, that was just on a whole nother level of energy and like swag of Jay-Z. Like, I think you guys can probably hear it in our music that we kind of have all those little parts. So yeah, that's, those are my influences at the time. So rappers, name them real quick because he said a lot there <laughs> okay so once again to recap i would say uh rapper wise um jay-z ja rule um outcast i was really big on outcast because they had that eclectic vibe at the time uh you know so fresh and so clean was out and stuff like that and i thought that was such a dope vibe um I listened to like a lot of Rough Riders. DMX was out. Um, mm-hmm. I would listen to DMX before I went to school. Slipping was like my number one track. That in, I don't know. I just felt that track so much. It inspired me every day. Mm-hmm. And um, there's so many you mentioned, but those right off the top of the dome come to mind. Production wise, go. Production wise, okay. So I'm definitely going to say Timberland, Pharrell. Um, I'm definitely going to say Swiss Beats because I mean all those all those people were part of that era that just influenced me. Um, again, on on like more of an old school note, being that I grew up in that like a household of like jazz, classical, and like R and B. Um, my mom again, Sade. I I would say her group as producers, like they just have that sound that it takes you to, I don't even know if it takes you a moment in the past. It just puts you in such a nostalgic area mm-hmm. that like, to me, as you know, Sade is like my favorite artist, like Fangirl. above, <laughs> above all those artists that really like I listen to all the time, but like Sade is there where it's always a go-to. It's my calming music. It's mm-hmm. my reflective music. It's my vibe music when I'm editing. Mm-hmm. And, um, Last but not least, I would say um, Quincy Jones, because when you listen to Michael Jackson's music, uh, you can be three years old and you find yourself dancing around the kitchen mm-hmm. till now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who you are. If you never come across Michael Jackson for whatever reason in this world, mm-hmm. I think Quincy Jones as a conductor, as someone who puts together production, we've all learned from him. He's probably learned from his influences, but anybody up to this point that has studied pop or any type of genre of music, Quincy Jones is there, and man, you know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a documentary on Netflix about him. I watched it. Very inspiring. I haven't watched it yet. You gotta watch it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's see what else we got on here. Uh, we took care of that one. What are your goals? Your old ultimate goals i guess what's your the overall goal ultimate goal um i just i guess uh as an artist um or group i i want to see us as influencers in the most positive aspect i would love to do what like i said some of these artists did for myself personally and us just as um creatives like they gave us the encouragement to follow the same path. Um, I feel like when it comes to fashion, I want to influence just based off of my personal aesthetic and vibes, uh, what I like to, how I like to dress. I hope that it inspires somebody else. I feel that um, just, I always use these words and you know that I use words, dope, vibe, aesthetic. Like these are my words because this is what I'm, based around like creativity of just like i hope we can create a sound that's maybe as nostalgic or put somebody in in a zone where they're remembering a specific time of their life when they listen to our music and i think that the more we stay true to ourselves the more um that originality speaks you know to our listeners or visually whatever we're coming out with like i love that we don't rush anything and I feel like just like that, not rushing anything, it becomes timeless. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's our goal. Whatever we approach, 
whatever intrigues us as artists because i know like it could be cooking like Mm -hmm. me and jay could end up with a cooking show in the future whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. i think everything that we take on it we do it wholeheartedly we do it because it really does interest us and it's that passion wow there's angry train by the way so um (laughs) no but that's that's what i want to do as i want us to be influencers in the right in the correct sense of um, hopefully influencing people in a positive manner to chase their dreams, continue to do what they do, even if they love being a math teacher, like do that and do it to your best ability because you are, um, you know, rounding someone, you know, you're creating a child's knowledge to better, you know, whatever they, they could be an architect and they're going to need that, you know? So like we are all helping each other at the end of the day, you know? Cool. Cool. Now, um, I guess to answer the questions myself. Mm. Um, oh, I had some questions for you, but you let can me answer my questions. There you go. <laughs> so the inspirations on my end. Um, when I was younger, um, obviously growing up in a Latin household, you you hear a lot of Saturday cleaning music. Yeah, you like to say you wake up to a bunch of noise, a broom in your face. And somebody telling you to get up and clean. Um, a lot of uh, Julio Iglesias. If you don't know, that's uh, Enrique's dad. Yeah. My my grandma so, had a crush on her. Yeah. I found that out recently. <laughs> Freaking Julio, man. He used to wake me up. Mark Anthony, obviously. The Salinas. Uh, who else? Um, you know, just those popular Latin artists that were popular about 15, 20 years ago. Mm. Um, and then I gravitated towards english music because my dad would like at least from what he told me he would dj like little parties fun fact yeah jay's dad is an amazing dj (laughs) that's what he said i mean i don't know how good or bad he was but um he has a he has a good taste in music so um definitely does my first thoughts i mean my first initial memory of english music Mm -hmm. would be uh the bgs okay listen to those high-pitched singers <laughs> the bgs uh a lot of lionel richie nice. and um sade too mm. i remember one in particular the the self-titled album the sade album okay it was just her on the cover gray black and white oh that's uh, that. is that a lover's rock might have been that one uh but i just remember that cd in particular because they had like a collection of cds and uh bob marley um, so those are the first few English music mm. I listened to. So um, my dad was real big on not hearing any curses back in the day. So mm. I used to listen to rap music on the low. Gotcha. When either he was at work or I would play it like really low in my bedroom while I'm playing video games or something. Yeah, I remember you mentioned that. <laughs> so uh, I would listen to a lot of DMX, obviously, uh, Busta Rhymes, mm. Ludacris, uh, Ja Rule, of course. We didn't love Ja Rule back then. Yeah. Mm. Um, who else? And then, um, you know, I slowly gravitated towards more of the other kinds of music uh, the older I got. Because when I was living in New York, it was kind of a bubble. You know, all you really listen to was Spanish music or or rap music. Because yeah. everything else was considered white music. So um, when Eminem came around, I guess he was that smooth transition between rap and everything else. Yeah. He was a white guy rapping and stuff like that. He had a lot of rock influences in it. So, uh, and then Fred Durst came around with Limp Biscuit. So that made See, me. I was on Fred Durst before Eminem. Mm. Eminem didn't catch me the way he caught everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. And it was nothing because like everybody after a while, like you know, when you're growing up white and you love hip hop music mm-hmm. and you want to be an artist, it's like oh, oh Eminem. Oh, it's Eminem. It's Eminem. But like for for some reason, I guess that that intensity, like the Fred Durst, like I caught on to that first, and then then it was Eminem. Yeah, it's like later on. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Fred Durst was that first guy that I was just like he would rap right. Mm-hmm. A lot of heavy rock influences, and then that made me jump into the rock world. Started mm-hmm. listening to Corn. Corn was popular back then. Wow. Corn uh, with a K. Yes. <laughs> uh, who else? Disturbed was part of that era. Disturbed. Remember Prodigy? Prodigy. Oh my God. It's like Yo, that industrial. Prodigy, yes. Industrial rock techno type music. Um, so you're touching answer. upon a lot of things that I know, like like I said, in between, I probably listen to as well. And when you're saying groups like Prodigy and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that influence was so heavy. Mm-hmm. 
like smack my bitch up and firestarter firestarter, <laughs> firestarter was the first one because i saw yeah. the music video and i was like what the hell is I this know. so um yeah, and then, you know, the older I got, the more electronic dance music came popular. And that's usually, I mean, a couple of years ago, that's what I was really listening to, yeah. um, you know, as rap kind of moved towards the mumble rap phase, True. what we like to call. So it's it's tough to hold on to the artists that you love because they kind of just fade into the background or they they barely put out any music or they venture to off, off to other things. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's another reason why we started this podcast is to, you know, kind of just evolve ourselves um, without selling out. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, so, you know, those, those were pretty much my uh, heavy influences as far as music is concerned. Yeah. Um, and then... You know, going back to the the hip hop thing, um, you know, growing up there was a lot of you know, black rappers and white rappers when Eminem and Fred Durst came out, and then when I saw the Beat Nuts, which were two Hispanic dudes from New York, I was mm. like, oh snap, we could do this too. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so um, you know, I started leaning towards them, and then the Fat Joes and the Big Puns came around. Yeah, the whole Terror Squad, uh, Terror Squad, everybody, and I was like, okay, we could do this too. Yeah. So. Um, you know, ever since then, I've been in, I've been in love with words. I've been in love with beats and all that stuff. So, um, I have actually one question because mm-hmm. you know how you said like uh, your dad was almost kind of like weary of you coming across songs with cursing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You almost you felt like you had to keep it to yourself on a personal level. It like intrigued you. Mm-hmm. You didn't feel it was bad for you, but you felt like if you were mm-hmm. found listening to it, you might get in trouble. So mm-hmm. I said one of my questions for you was. How has chasing your dreams in music and any other field affected your relationships with family and within mm. your personal life? Ah, touchy, touchy subject. Here we go. <laughs> okay, so um, for a while, um, nobody in my family really knew I was doing music. Okay. I would say maybe like the first, what, five, six years okay. we were doing this. Um, they weren't very supportive. Because mm-hmm. they're more of the uh, get your education, become a doctor, become a lawyer. Traditional. You know, traditional nine to five, make sure you make money and all that stuff. I went to school and busted my ass so you can, you know, do music and stuff like that, which you're never going to go anywhere. You know, this the stereotypical, you know, I guess immigrant parent. Good. Yeah. I don't know if the uh, American parent does the same thing, but. Hey, um, remember, my dad is French and my mom is, I mean, my mom is American, but she, she raised me like a European. Mom. So it, um, it isolated me a lot. Yeah. Um, I didn't speak to anybody really about music except for, you know, you obviously and anybody else that was in our inner circle at the time. Gotcha. Um, so. They, they would come out to a couple shows. Obviously, they wouldn't understand. They would tell me, yeah, you should be doing music. Might as well do Spanish music. But I'm like, that's not really what we do. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it, it it caused a lot of tension between us. I mean, now it's kind of like the unspoken thing. Yeah. Um, my parents and I don't really talk much outside of when they want a favor done. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. So um, I don't know if that had a lot to do with it. But, um, you know, it, it caused a lot of tension in the home. Mm. Um, kind of that unspoken, like if he doesn't make it, I'm gonna say I told you so type of thing. Damn. So that's at least that's the vibe. It's I always guess. hard because it's like one you feel almost. Uh, it's like you're one. You're on one side. I guess you can feel motivated by it, mm-hmm. but on the other side, you almost feel that uh, that bitterness, mm-hmm. and it's tough. It's like a. It's, it, depending on who you are, mm-hmm. it's like you choose that pill. Yeah, of, I mean. No matter how tough you are, it gets very discouraging when it yeah, comes yeah. to you wanting to, because everybody wants to make their parent proud, right? Yeah. You know, they, they sacrifice so much and for you to not make them proud, it, it's kind of like a failure on your end, right? Yeah. Or at least it feels that way. But then on the other side, it's like, it causes a lot of resentment. I feel like most parents on the reflective end, they're always fearful because I guess they see a lot of themselves in you. And even though you are your own entity at the end of the day, even though you are made of your mother, made of your father, I feel like, you know, parents are always like, they're scared of like, oh my God, he's got a little bit of me in him. So like, even when it comes to, you know, uh, 
drinking, you know, when growing up, they're like, oh my God, I don't want you to drink because they know they've been there where they might've went overboard and they know that you have that within you that, that can easily happen. So I feel like it's the same thing where maybe they weren't encouraged to live out their dreams or they had that plateau of like, oh my God, this is where it ended. This is where I quit. They feel that fear for you where you might, this is where you're going to surpass that. Mm-hmm. And you can show that you could be successful in chasing mm-hmm. your dreams. So it's like, yeah, because it's tough. It's super tough. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also a combination of them, you know, have at least on my end, they had me at a young age and they kind of had to, I guess, if they had any dreams or aspirations, kind of drop all that to parent yeah. this kid. I mean, I can't say that I was planned or anything. I have, I, ha- <laughs> I have the same argument, I would say, more with my mother and my stepfather, where it's like, you guys planned this life out. You decided to have a child. You decided when you had that child that you had to get different jobs. You had to get jobs that supported your new lifestyle. So for us, we're always saying, like, you know, we, we see our friends. People are having kids. People are getting married. Um, people are buying their first homes. That's a different luxury that people decided to take versus us where it's like we're still dealing with this because this is what makes us happy. So like a lot of the time, you we can't invest in that right away. You know what I'm saying? It's like we have to put that on hold because so many things come first. So, it, again, it's a different balance in our life. So, almost becomes, like, sometimes, like, over time, I feel like outside of even family relationship with friends, like, you get to this point where it's, like, the, that relatability isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, like, so what are you doing? And you're just, like, well, I bought my first house. And you're, like, that's mm-hmm. awesome. And mm-hmm. they're, like, what are you up to? It And you're just, like, shooting music videos. <laughs> you know, it's a completely different world. Mm-hmm. And I think each side has a little bit of admiration mm. where they're like damn i wish i could be doing that I or you're so. like i wish i could be doing that no, exactly so yeah. is that appreciation but depending on who you're dealing with it could be a hatred it could be an envy it could be again the positives it could be an appreciation it could be like man i'm cheering you guys on because you decided to stick to this you know mm-hmm. so i think that's a crazy uh mm-hmm. playing field <laughs> i got you now this is a question that i found very interesting um Somebody asked me on Instagram, are you willing to branch out into onto a completely different genre of music? Mm-hmm. If so, which one? Oh, wow. Um, I think if I did branch off into another genre, it would be something probably similar to Prodigy, Nine Inch Nails, or I might do... Rock. I might do like, yeah, I might do that, like industrial sound, or I might do something like Sade, R&B, jazz. Like, I feel like maybe it could just be instrumentally jazz music because to me, that's super calming. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's who I am at the end of the day. You know, I think once we became the Benetton that people know today, once we kind of left that party scene behind and we started making more um, conscious and, I don't know uh, how to emo rap music or just true to life music you know i I like calling it relatable rap music relatable rap yeah like i feel like that was more who we are at the end of the day like i think just who we are in general like as artists as aquarian as friends like we're like those emotional guys sometimes like it's we kind of wear our feelings on our sleeves and like once we were able to create that music it was more true to us and i think people saw it Mm -hmm. so i think outside of this like like i said uh i can have like a darker side i can have a very smooth side so i feel like that's why i would go to either industrial music which is super hype because i like to turn up when i like to turn up and i also like this very chill like drinking chamomile relaxing in a cozy environment type of vibe so that's just it's, they're like, it's like opposites there's, they're opposites <laughs> there's no middle but that's what you know that's yeah. how i feel in my personality okay Cool, cool. So if I were to branch out to different kinds of music, mm-hmm. um, 
I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I do like electronic electronic dance music. So mm-hmm. maybe something along the lines of like the DJ Snakes, uh, Love Diplo, like mm-hmm. his worldwide sound with Major Laser and stuff like that. So maybe so. something along those lines because I love their music. Um, I love how versatile they are. Mm-hmm. Um, in a sense where they can do these worldwide sounds and also incorporate somebody that can't sing like myself. Okay. <laughs> and uh, jump on and do some vocals or maybe some writing and stuff like that. I mean, so. you, you, mm-hmm. you've done your thing. You've kept them out. That's right. That's right. I'm no Drake or anything. But. <laughs> All right. Random question. Yes. What kind of hair products do you use? No, interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm kind of like, I've always been on a holistic and natural uh, way of life ever since I've been small. That's like how my mom raised me. So um, I always say less is more. I kind of just, uh, I use a lot of, uh, what is it called? I think it's called like shea, shea butters. Not shea butter. What is it called? Shea moisture. It's mm. called shea moisture. So it's like a really good natural brand. Um, I use, I've tried like a bunch of them since I have curly hair. Mm-hmm. Like I think one recently is like this like uh, coconut coconut milk one that I've used and I kind of like uh, infuse it with the hair growth oil since I've been growing my hair out. So again, it's like it's usually found in the uh, you know uh, all natural section of like Whole Foods or if you're at a Harmons, um, it's kind of like. Uh, I don't know. They they just it's usually like an all natural type of thing, mm-hmm. and um, it works out for me. And I just yeah, comb my hair out. I I use in like this keep in conditioner mm-hmm. outside of the um, outside of the shower. So I always it's like a leave in conditioner. Mm-hmm. I kind of I know it sounds nasty to some people, but I usually like I wash my hair with water, but I'll shampoo it like once. To twice a week, twice at the most, because it's like I have curly hair, mm-hmm. so it gets super dry. Otherwise, you know, mm-hmm. curl life. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> um, mine is a little simpler. I don't, I don't put a lot of stuff in my hair. Um, I just use any kind of shampoo, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, big head and shoulders person, because it doesn't, you know, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. Type exactly. of thing. You know, it does does me well. So, um, and then you know, as my hair is growing longer and longer, um, I find it a lot more difficult to tame mm-hmm. so i use this uh styling cream that i found at target that yeah. kind of just like enhances the curls but also holds it in place because yeah. one thing that i hate about my hair is that it's not like straight hair yeah, yeah. like your brother's hair like if he were to super straight he looks like, like handsome when yeah. he grows it out <laughs> so, exactly so if he were to like roll down the car windows and yeah. the wind blows in his hair his hair would go right, go back. right back into place steve aoki me on the <laughs> me on the other hand, if I put the window down and I have nothing in my hair, especially if I'm just hopping out the shower, I would look like yeah, March Simpson. That's the thing. It's like I always, uh, you know, I think I asked my brother last time, or like I asked my mom, I was like, "Do I look like George Washington?" Because I felt like sometimes it gets flat on top and then it gets oh, poofy on saying. the sides, and I'm just like, so "What is kind of like a mullet." Yeah, it's like some mullet thing, and I'm just like, nah, like I'm not about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's funny, like I know both you and I, we, thank God, like, <laughs> we have like, we haven't like balded or anything like that, but we both have the salt and pepper thing going right. on. So like sometimes people think that we dyed our hair and mm-hmm. stuff. I'm like, that's way too much work. You know what Man, I'm saying? To keep up with it, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, nobody thinks I dyed my hair. <laughs> Yeah, but it's you still because it just looks like white streaks in your the hair, white or like blonde streaks. Yeah, Mine but still, yeah. like white hairs. They but tell it works me, for you. They tell me. They tell me to dye my hair right. instead of do I dye my hair? <laughs> do you dye, bro? <laughs> uh, what do you guys do when you're not making great music? Oh wow. Okay. I'm not asking that question. I know we make great music, but this is a question from oh, somebody wow. on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, you know. Personally, you and I, like, we're always, Jay's a foodie, mm-hmm. I'm a foodie, it's just who we are. Um, That's actually what I think inspired, sorry to cut you off, but what inspired yeah. this podcast. It's like, we have so many conversations at um, 
any food spot. Yeah. Um, mostly a diner. For some reason, whenever we go to a diner, we're either like usually upset about something or discouraged or it's like a jersey thing right so, <laughs> and diners are always open so if yeah. we're upset at like two o'clock in the morning we can head over to the diner grab yeah. something to eat and you know just vent to each other yeah. so um yeah so diners, continue my bad yep. no no it's good <laughs> um yeah diners uh i know jay and i both like we love caribbean food um that's like one of the top of my list uh we do Indian food. Anything that's like really super flavorful, I would say like we end up trying out. Um, that's what we love to do outside of that. I know Jay loves movies. Me, I'm, I don't know. I get so engulfed and I found like people think I'm probably just constantly working, but I just, I find so much pleasure in studying uh, videography, photography, and like music. I'm always trying to see how to expand. Like I'm a, I became a big gearhead. Like, whether it's audio, you know, us filming on these cameras. Like, I love this stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm like, I drive him insane with it. I'm always like, yo, we gotta get this. He's like, do we really need that? And I'm like, <laughs> just watch and see. You know what I'm saying? So like, whether it's this light that's on us, like you know, we'll show you guys. Um, you know, in future, mm -hmm. you know podcasts like what we use and stuff like that but um it gets expensive that's mm -hmm. the craziest part about this like people mm -hmm. see us are like oh you're always working you're hustling and like i'm like yeah i get it but like even though the client might be paying us um you know really nice amounts of money to get done for whatever we had for you know job we're taking on it goes back into the company mm -hmm. it goes back to personal bills and it goes back to investment of all this gear. And this is why we're able to expand and able to do what we do. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's like people don't realize like this light that's lighting us is $1,200. This little audio piece plus the microphone right here. Again, that's like another $800. Mm -hmm. Laptop, $3,000. Both cameras together, over $4,000 tripod you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like that's just the basis we're not we're not even getting into all the other things we have so it's like it gets so expensive and like you have to make these investments if you want to be on top because we all know as much as trends in music there's trends in technology and if you don't have the look if you're shooting a wedding or doing a music video if you don't have that look nobody's paying you mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and if you, they are it's based off something far different than from your quality and your vision, you know? So, right, right. so um, you know, we, we say that not to discourage anybody that's kind of like starting off, that all this stuff is very expensive. And, um, but you got to start somewhere, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and to get that quality that's going to grab everybody's attention, you're going to have to cough up some cash, you yeah. know? Um, whether it is, you know, starting up a credit card and play it off slowly, mm -hmm. you know, getting piece by piece. Because, you know, this is like years of like upgrading equipment that, you know, we have. We've been doing this like since that, so. 2006. Yeah. So, so I remember like when I ask a lot of people, I'm like, they ask me like, what are you shooting on? Like, what, what gear do you have? And I'm like, I have this and that. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, I have a T2i. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like. It's cute. It's a good start. <laughs> you know, it's a good start. You know what I'm saying? And it's one of those things where, like, again, never get discouraged. Like, that's what I started out on. And you you remember, like, I was like, this is the best camera in the world. Mm -hmm. And then, like, as you get deeper and deeper in the stuff, you're going to find out there's so many flaws to even the best cameras. And, like, mm -hmm. the, you know, vice versa. So, yeah. Right. Okay, cool. So, um... You know, like you mentioned, I do. I am a big movie person. Um, so that's kind of like my escape. You know, whenever I have the time for myself, um, I like watching movies. Um, obviously, you know, finding new music. I find pleasure in doing that, especially when I find a really dope artist that I can like burn a hole through in mm -hmm. a sense where I'm like looping the song over and over and over again. I love that. Um, you know, and then the same thing that you do. I love going on YouTube, watching videos about tutorials, uh, you know, getting more and more into the videography and the photography end. Mm -hmm. uh, I watch a lot of, you know, do-it-yourself stuff, you know, how to do this, how to do that, basically kind of expanding my knowledge on that end. Mm -hmm. um, 
and also I go to the gym whenever I can. Mm. <laughs> That's kind of my my alone time because you know whenever I watch movies, I kind of you know either go with some friends or with somebody else or you know stuff like that. But the gym, I think, is like the only time I actually have my alone time. Yeah, you know, I put my headphones in. And for like an hour, hour and a half, it's just me and the music or whatever. I need so. to get more persistent in the gym because I realized, like, I used to be so active, especially out of high school. And then it's one of those situations, like, when you start editing, I mean, like, the most of the time you're on site, you know, we work 12 to 13 hour weddings. Mm-hmm. And you're not sitting down, you're not eating, like, that's a workout. Tired, mm-hmm. But at the t- like same time you're at your desk a lot of the time you're editing uh we're sitting down you know we're tired and stuff like that so um i have one i have one last question for you if you're down um go for it mine are always the dark questions yeah the other question is good though because it's like it it gives you an in-depth look of the back stuff you know yeah yeah, yeah. you know we, we we like posting good stuff on our instagram and stuff like that and you know we're gonna start posting more of the uh you know, our vulnerability on there, yeah, our yeah. transparency on there. But it's good to hear these questions because people don't see the the, the personal stuff in the back ends and, exactly. you know, the not so good stuff about doing stuff like this. You humility know? So, is like if you if you carry a certain type of humility, it's good because then it's like humility. Uh, you don't know all the answers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have to have that to expand your knowledge. So. Right. I think um, hit me, man, hit me. Yeah, man, here we go. Uh, in all honesty, what's a realistic situation where you would quit creating music or anything you love in general? Realistically, realistically, what would come into your life where you're like, oh, "Listen, man, I, I can't do this anymore." I don't think anything, because if anything would have, it would have a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. So we've been through so many situations where it's like. Damn, I don't feel like doing this shit anymore. It's so fucking discouraging. Yeah. Excuse my language, but um, let me see. I don't. I, to be completely honest, it sounds super cliche, but I don't. Shut up, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> what did you? But to sound, it sounds super cliche, but I don't think anything would, because mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's the only thing that keeps me sane gotcha. and keeps me. It's it's like my outlet. It's my self care. It's my my ears when nobody else wants to hear me out, mm. you know what i mean so it's like say that one more time it's my ears when nobody else wants to hear me out that's crazy or when another person is kind of just you can tell when somebody's just kind of like Ugh. Mm-hmm. when you're trying to vent to somebody and they're kind of just like it's either number one they can't relate or two they just don't know what to tell you yeah I got you. and i find myself in a situation where i vent just to get it out okay Unless I'm talking to you, obviously, because we're going through the same stuff, uh, typically. And, um, you know, I find myself in a situation where it's like I vent just to vent. Gotcha. But I get no feedback. Gotcha. Which sometimes I don't really look for the feedback. I just want somebody to listen to me. Um, But to answer the question, I guess there is nothing that will realistically make me stop. He's solid, man. He's solid, you know? So it's like, you know, the the music is the number one love, obviously. Uh, But sometimes you feel uninspired to do music, right? Yeah. Because it gets, like I said, it gets discouraging. Uh, It gets frustrating a lot of times. There's so many things that go into play with us because, Mm -hmm. one, I mean, we live in a world where it's so much more accepting to so many things, but there's still those stigmas where it's like, if you didn't start music at 18... And you were like Justin Timberlake of like Mickey Mouse Club, and you had all that time to build up in your career. Like, you're 30, you shouldn't even, you you shouldn't even contemplate music. You know, go get a desk job. Right. And these things are like things people will tell you, the things you will hear, the things you will discourage you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like everybody wants like this like backstory to like you being an artist, you being a professional, and it's like, you know, God forbid you're 32, like nobody wants you or this or that. But I feel like there's so much room. Like when you're Jay-Z, sure, you were Jay-Z, you got on when you were even a little late for him. Like Mm -hmm. I feel it was 28, 29. 29 is I think. And now he's like Mm -hmm. 40, 42, Mm -hmm. something around that. Again, it's the spirit that you live. Like when I see... Mick Jagger and stuff like they're still going mm-hmm. like those guys would come out with like IVs and they're like you know <laughs> like rocking out if you do what you love I think 
Uh, I've watched a couple Netflix series when I even see these older ladies that live in New York. It was like a fashion documentary. Yeah. And they were like, they're like 98, pushing 98 or they're like mid 70s. And they're so elegant in the way that they present themselves. And then you had like Vogue find them and they did a write up about it. You know, we have people that we know, even Johnny from Finish Line. Mm hmm. Uh, you know, he got a Helmet Lang ad. I know he's like in his 50s. Mm -hmm. And then he also got a Vogue write-up. So again, it's one of those things you never know when something's going to hit or when it's going to happen. But this is why I said, if you're true to yourself, I feel like those things are always going to come your way. You have to do what you love because that energy is so attractive. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And I think that's what brought a lot of the great people into our lives there's also been a lot of bad ones but mm -hmm. there's that attraction initially so whoever coming our way is because they felt that great energy and you know you have to keep going there's mm -hmm. in the sense for yourself mm -hmm. for your family for your future right. because not everybody has foresight and this is one thing that's just as important as talent is foresight because if you can have these premonitions and foresight of you know where you're gonna be it doesn't matter to anything else and I think anybody that's in your life whether it's your boyfriends your girlfriends your family your extended family and friends if they support you they support you and they know that you know what's up mm -hmm. you know we know where we're going we know what's in our future we've seen it in the crystal ball and it's like, boom, we keep going. You know what I'm saying? There's a room for everybody. There's always enough for everybody to eat. And even if you're not seen in the tabloids and this and that, there's so many people behind the scenes making those things happen that you might be surprised. They're even making more money than the celebrity. Mm -hmm. So, like, again, there's so many opportunities. Just continue to stay grounded, stay focused to anybody who's watching. Mm -hmm. And I love that nothing will make you quit. Yeah, man. And um, I guess to, to feed off of that as well, um, that's kind of the other reasons why we got into all the other things outside of music, like mm -hmm. photography, videography, um, the clothing brand, shameless plug. Boom. <laughs> um, you know, one is we, we both love fashion in our own ways, but we love fashion. Mm -hmm. um, and though this isn't exactly where we want it, uh this is a good start you yeah, know yeah i mean and it also fun you know it gives us a little bit of money here and there uh from the people that buy certain things to reinvest in our gear or oh, reinvest in studio time or reinvest in some of this stuff so um and then when it comes to the photography and videography mm. we love cutting out the middleman wherever we go yeah because uh, we love having creative control and overall over everything we love seeing our vision exactly how we want it yeah. right so we love taking our own photos, even though it gets kind of challenging at times. Because mm -hmm. uh, either I'm taking photos of him, he's yeah, taking yeah. photos of me. Um, and then videography, it's it's tough sometimes to find certain people that are down for the cause. You exactly. know what I mean? Um, and obviously, if you're what I call balling on a budget, it's tough to find certain people that would, you know, extend a helping hand. Yeah. Um, obviously, we would love to pay everybody that we're with um, that would be willing to help us. Uh, but sometimes it doesn't work out like that, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like uh, one hand washes the other type of thing. Uh, and if, you know, a lot of people aren't down for that, which I understand. Um, so you make so. you make more investments over time for your own selves. So mm -hmm. like, again, this is where you're going to need more cameras. You're going to mm -hmm. need all this. But whatever you would have paid somebody to get your job done, now you constantly have that product on your hand to right. continuously create. Mm -hmm. So it's whatever you path you choose, like, we're not downing anybody that might pay a videographer because people have vision mm -hmm. and like not everybody can do that. Like right. we were lucky enough to delve into those parts of us where mm -hmm. we can create. We found out we we're pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's like whatever, however you go about creating, just, you know, whatever you feel is right for you. Mm -hmm. And that's where the homework, the homework comes into play, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like you either have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. But if you have it and you have a little something... That's when doing research or practicing or, you know, just endless hours of watching other people on YouTube, mm -hmm. 
teaching you certain things where you can possibly uh, utilize 100%. whenever you're doing your own thing. You know 100%. what I mean? So, you know, and then the videography and the photography obviously funds, again, yeah. funds what we want to do. We have 100% complete control over what we want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously within our means because sometimes we run into obstacles uh, where we have to figure things out, yeah. right? So... You know, we'll get into it in another video, but when it comes to like the finish line music video, right? Mm. We had a vision and thankfully, uh, you know, the stars aligned for us for once. They yeah. finally aligned for us and everything went down as as, as exactly how we planned it. Um, and we were able to come out with a product that we were all happy with. And I think a lot of other people that were watching it were happy as well because we got a lot of positive feedback on exactly. it. Exactly. So, you know, we'll um, get into the details of all the good and bad that happened that day. Yeah. So like, that'll be another video. Maybe <laughs> the next podcast will will describe, you know, what we went through to get that video done. Yeah. And also when we did Jaded as well, um, you know, we always have like these big, big ideas. And sometimes, well, most times they don't come out as we plan. So when it came to that video, you know, again, we'll get into details on in another video, but you know, we were able to shoot each other, you know, yeah, yeah. in his scenes, I shot him in my scenes, he shot me 100. and we kind of cut it up in a, in where it looked like somebody else was shooting our video. So, but we'll get into details in another video, but you know, that's, that's pretty much everything. Um, there's one more question gotcha. that I think we can cover before we wrap this up. As, as Jay finds that question, um, this again, this is our first podcast. It's kind of like mm -hmm. a real it's real rough around the edges, but at the same time, we're just like we just want to delve into it. Mm -hmm. So, um if you guys go to our Instagram, uh we're actually going to have uh a poll to see which name you guys like for this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um also, you know, you guys can write to us what you want to hear more of you can send more questions whatever you guys want to hear from us that's the dope part we're going to expand this to we're going to have people call in we're going to share music that we're listening to it's going to be everything that's involved in our lives basically mm -hmm. and free and open for you guys to take what you want from it right so again this is on our youtube too so subscribe mm -hmm. it's always important Super, super, like, super subscribe, and comment. Yes. You know, that's what the youngsters are doing these days. So we're trying to get in that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, there's actually two questions. Okay. Uh, first question, and let's try to make this one quick because we could probably take all day answering this. But Plus, we got the clock. <laughs> got the clock. Could you give advice to someone who wants to start their own music career? Yes. Okay. One is if you're going to do it, just do it. Uh, don't, it's kind of like the pool thing. Like, yeah, sure. You want to like warm up on each step before you dive in. But one of those things, if you're going to do music, don't leave any room for you to contemplate why you should or shouldn't, um, just do it. Um, the best part about music is experimenting. So the more you experiment, the better, um, if you're working a nine to five, set aside $20 from your check each week. Start out, you know, with a good uh, preamp, get a microphone, get yourself a good DAW. A DAW is basically something like you record into. So whether that's Pro Tools or Logic, like those things could get expensive. Mm -hmm. Go about it the way you can. You know, like there's also pirated stuff out there. So, you know, we all start off sometimes with a cracked version just to try it out. And then, I mean... That's the truth. That's the honesty. A lot of companies don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. You know, when you do come across the money, support these companies. You know what I'm saying? Like, they helped you in the beginning, mm -hmm. help them back. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, but there's just delve into it, experiment, get the gear that intrigues you, learn from somebody else that might be doing it. We, are, we live in a world of social media. You can reach out to people um and ask them questions and a lot of the time people love to share information depending on who they are but mm -hmm. a lot of time they love to share ask us mm -hmm. if you if that person that asked that question has any questions 
I will tell you gear, what to look for from top to bottom, and we, we can grab coffee over it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just delve into it, experiment, love what you do, and you'll see from there. You'll mm-hmm. see the fruits of your labor. Right. And um, most importantly, do it because you love to do it. Boom. Don't do it for any money. Don't do it for validation. Don't do it for anything but yourself. Exactly. Um, and also, make sure you surround yourself with this angry train. Yes. <laughs> angry train makes us realize. Angry train, man. <laughs> How nice the quiet uh, is. <laughs> yeah, man. It makes you appreciate like the little things. Like there's so many songs that we've recorded that we would have like an awesome take. It was like you've taken so many tries at this, maybe 20 takes, and you're like, damn, I finally got it. And then when you go back to it, uh, either Rich or I would be the one on the boards and would be like, nah, the angry train just passed by. See, it's one of those things you know where you, when you live next to a train, it's like your property value, everything is like low. Mm-hmm. So you already have that stigma. Like I've been on phone calls with clients mm-hmm. where I forget there's an angry train. Mm-hmm. And they're asking me like, yo, is that a train? <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Uh, yeah. They're like, how close are you to it? I'm like, very close. Very. It's like a few blocks away. But it, so that could be embarrassing at times. It's but. so loud that it's just like, ugh. But anyway, I digress. Three um, minutes on the clock. But yeah, um, what I was trying to say is surround yourself with like-minded people and people that are honest. Boom. Because you don't want a yes man around you. Because if your stuff is trash, you got to have somebody there to tell you. Whether they want to sugarcoat it or not, that's on you or on them, obviously. But, um, you know, I found it very important that if I can improve on something, that I will be held accountable for it, right? Yeah. So if my verse is weak or that line was trash or that flow was kind of eh, mm-hmm. uh, I can count on Rich to tell me, you could do better, mm-hmm. you know? Or he'll flat out say, I didn't like it. Yep. So be P Diddy with your friends. Yeah. Like so, take twenty takes because you're mm-hmm. never like, you know. And it's not like <laughs> he means it in a malicious way, obviously, or he's trying to make himself look better. It's more of a because it's very competitive between us, right? We mm-hmm. both always want to have the best verse on a song, right? Um, but it's always friendly competition, right? So and it's more of a trying to elevate you. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like working out with a good friend you Mm -hmm. know like you're not like yo i'm more big and muscular than you Mm -hmm. are like you should be pushing this it's more like when they are pushing what they can hold Mm -hmm. at that moment in time you're making sure they're getting through the reps right and that's basically what it comes down to so he'll spot he spots me i spot him boom right so you know that's very important and also branding make Mm -hmm. sure you brand 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 Social media is big these days, so make sure you're on all platforms and, you know, just test out certain things. Because we're still trying to figure it yeah. out. Our motto is, um, like, keep going until your brand or logo is, like, the Yankee cap. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Or anybody who doesn't like Yankees, just like the Nike yeah. symbol. Like, make sure your brand gets to that point. Everybody's rocking it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So, um, that's that wraps it up. So, you know, I had a lot of fun. This was I did cool. as well. So let's let's keep it going. Hopefully we get the support that we need to keep on going. Um, but before we go, make sure if you're watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, uh, leave a comment, leave a question if you want us to answer it. Uh, whether you're an aspiring artist or photographer, videographer, ask us any questions that we may be able to answer in future podcasts or future episodes. Um, and also jump on the social media, Twitter, Instagram, benettonmusic.com. Uh, is our website. Uh, you can find everything on there. 100%. And uh, yeah, if you can find our personal pages, if you find that more intriguing, go right ahead. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, hope to see you and hear. Well, we're not going to be able to hear them, but hopefully we'll we work can, on that. We can bless, we'll work on that. We can bless your ears and your eyes yes. on the future episodes. So. And keep doing what you love. This is Parlay and Jay of Benetton. We out. out.